Please rise. The Lord be with you and also with you. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Here from the Gospel according to St. Luke, how our Lord Jesus entered Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethpage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying this colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would shout out. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, Lord Christ. Let us go forth in peace. In the name of Christ. Amen. Beloved, we welcome you to this service of ordered worship in keeping with the custom and tradition of the ancient church. We annually present this liturgy of the palms and of the passion. Those listening from afar may join us spiritually and in the mind's eye as the procession begins in just a moment. Follow along with you, will you in your imagination with the Crucifer, the Acolytes, the Children of Marsh Chapel, the Marsh Chapel Choir, the Director of Music, the Lectors, Cantor, Chaplains, and Dean as we process together singing all glory, laud, and honor. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it.
May we pray together. Almighty God, on this day your Son, Jesus Christ, entered the holy city of Jerusalem and was proclaimed king by those who spread their garments and palm branches along the way. Let those branches be for us signs of his victory and grant that we who bear them in his name may ever hail him as our Lord and follow him in the way that leads to eternal life, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Beloved, together let us meditate upon the palms in these words. If we believe that life has meaning and purpose, and we do. If we believe that the giver of life loves us, and we do. If we believe that divine love lasts, and we do. If we believe that justice, mercy, and humility endure, and we do. If we believe that God so loved the world to give God's only Son, and we do if we believe that Jesus is the transcript in time of God in eternity, and we do, if we believe that all God's children are precious in God's sight, and we do, if we believe grace and forgiveness are the heart of the universe, 
and we do. If we believe that God has loved us personally, and we do. If we believe in God, and we do. Then we shall trust God over the valley of the shadow of death, and we shall. Then we shall trust that love is stronger than death, and we shall. Then we shall trust the mysterious promise of resurrection, and we shall. Then we shall trust the faith of Christ, relying on faith alone, and we shall. Then we shall trust the enduring worth of personality, and we shall. Then we shall trust that just deeds, merciful words, are never in vain, and we shall. Then we shall trust the giver of life to give eternal life, and we shall. Then we shall trust the source of love to love eternally, and we shall. Then we shall trust that we rest protected in God's embrace, and we shall. Then we shall trust in God, and we shall. Amen. A lesson from Paul's epistle to the Philippians, chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now please join me in reading responsibly verses from Psalm 31 with the Antiphon. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress, for my eye is wasted from grief, my soul and body also. For my life is spent with sorrow, and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my misery, and my bones waste away. I am the scorn of all my adversaries, a horror to my neighbors, an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street flee from me. I have passed out of mind like one who is dead. I have become like a broken vessel. For I hear the whispering of many, terror all around, as they scheme together against me, as they plot to take my life. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and persecutors. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me through your steadfast love. Almighty 
And now, please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and our next hymn. The Passion of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke, chapter 22, verse 14, through chapter 23, verse 56. When the hour came, he took his place at the table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, 
This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But see, the one who betrays me is with me, and his hand is on the table. For the Son of Man is going as it has been determined. But woe to that one by whom he is betrayed. Then they began to ask one another which one of them it could be who would do this. A dispute also arose among them as to which one of them was to be regarded as the greatest. But he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, the greatest among you must become like the youngest, the leader like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you, just as my Father has conferred on me, a kingdom, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and you will sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, listen. Satan has demanded to sift all of you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your own faith may not fail, and you, when once you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. I tell you, Peter, the cock will not crow this day until you have denied three times that you know me. When I sent you out without a purse, bag, or sandals, did you lack anything? No, not, not a thing. thing. But now, the one who has a purse must take it, and likewise a bag. And the one who has no sword must sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you, this scripture must be fulfilled in me, and he was counted among the lawless. And indeed, what is written about me is being fulfilled. Lord, look. Here are two swords. It is enough. He came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. When he reached the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not come into the time of trial. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down, and prayed. 
Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him and gave him strength. In his anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down on the ground. When he got up from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping because of grief. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. While he was still speaking, suddenly a crowd came, and the one called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus said to him, Judas, is it with a kiss that you are betraying the Son of Man? When those who were around saw what was coming, they asked, Lord, should should we we strike strike with with the sword? sword? Then one of them struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, No more of this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple police, and the elders who had come for him, Have you come out with swords and clubs as if I were a bandit? When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house. But Peter was following at a distance. When they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him in the firelight, stared at him and said, This man also was with him. Woman, I do not know him. A little later, someone else, on seeing him, said, You are also one of them. Man, I am not. Then about an hour later, yet another kept insisting, Surely this man also was with him, for he is a Galilean. Man, I do not know what you are talking about. At that moment, while he was still speaking, the cock crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the cock crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. 
Now the men who were holding Jesus began to mock him and beat him. They also blindfolded him and kept asking him, Prophesy, who is it that struck you? They kept heaping many other insults on him. When day came, the assembly of the elders of the people, both chief priests and scribes, gathered together, and they brought him to their council. They said, If you are the Messiah, tell us. If I tell you, you will not believe me. If I question you, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. Are you then the Son of God? You say that I am. What further testimony do we need? We have heard it ourselves from his own lips. Then the assembly rose as a body and brought Jesus before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We We found this man perverting our nation, forbidding us to pay taxes to the emperor, and saying that he himself is the Messiah, a king. Then Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You say so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no basis for an accusation against this man. But they were insistent and said, He stirs up the people by teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee where he began even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him off to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had been wanting to see him for a long time, because he had heard about him and was hoping to see him perform some sign. He questioned him at some length, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him. Even Herod with his soldiers treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then he put an elegant robe on him and sent him back to Pilate. That same day, Herod and Pilate became friends with each other. Before this, they had been enemies. Pilate then called together the chief priests, the leaders, and the people, and said to them, You brought me this man as one who is perverting the people, and here I have examined him in your presence, and have not found this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. Indeed, he has done nothing to deserve death. I will therefore have him flogged and release him. Then they all shouted out together, Away with this fellow! Release Barabbas for us! This was a man who had been put in prison for an insurrection that had taken place in the city and for murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again. But they kept shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no ground for the sentence of death. I will therefore have him flogged and release him. 
but they kept urgently demanding with loud shouts that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave his verdict that their demand should be granted. He released the man they asked for, the one who had been put in prison for insurrection and murder, and he handed Jesus over as they wished. As they led him away, they seized a man, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming from the country, and they laid the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A great number of the people followed him, and among them were women who were beating their breasts and wailing for him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For the days are surely coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren, and the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do this when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others also, who were criminals, were led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place that is called the Skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing, and the people stood by watching. But the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Messiah, the Son of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you, if you are, are the king, king of the, of the Jews, Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the King of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we, indeed, have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. Jesus, 
Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, when the sun's light failed. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, crying with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I command, commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God and said, Certainly, this man was innocent. And when all the crowds who had gathered there for this spectacle saw what had taken place, they returned home, beating their breasts. But all his acquaintances including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph who, though a member of the council, had not agreed to their plan and action. He came from the Jewish town of Arimathea, and he was waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate, and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and laid it in a rock-hewn tomb where no one had ever been laid. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed, and they saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandment. Well, beloved, let us meditate together upon the passion in these words. To the question of evil, let us live our answer by choosing the cruciform path of faith. 
Let us meet evil with honesty, grief with grace, failure with faith, and death with dignity. Let us carry ourselves in belief. Let us affirm the faith of Christ, which empowers to withstand what we cannot understand. Let us remember that it is not the passion of Christ that defines the person of Christ, but the person who defines the passion. Let us remember that it is not suffering that bears meaning, but a sense of meaning that bears up under suffering. Let us remember that it is not the cross that carries the love, but the love that carries the cross. Let us remember that it is not crucifixion that encompasses salvation, but salvation that encompasses even the tragedy of crucifixion. And let us remember that it is not the long sentence of Holy Week with all its phrases, dependent clauses, and semicolons that completes the gospel, but it is the punctuation to come in seven days, the last mark of the week to come in 168 hours, whether it be the exclamation point of Peter, the full stop period of Paul, or the question mark of Mary. Easter defines Holy Week and not the other way around. The resurrection follows but does not replace the cross. The cross precedes, but does not overshadow the resurrection. It is life that has the last word, and there is a God to whom we pray in the assurance of being heard, deliver us from evil. Amen. Please stand.
please be seated. The peace of the Lord be always with you. We greet you once again here in the Nave of Marsh Chapel this Palm and Passion Sunday morning. We would invite you to help us to get to know you better so that we can help, to get you, help you to get to know one another better throughout the coming week by putting your name and contact information in the red books along this, found along the center aisle of each pew and to pass that along to your neighbor as we participate in our ritual of friendship. We note that it is indeed Holy Week this week and that we hope that you will walk with us along the path of Holy Week as we approach Easter Sunday. We like to say that here at Marsh Chapel that if there has been a service of Christian worship in the past 2,000 years, we do some version of it here at Marsh Chapel. That begins on Wednesday evening at evening prayer with a Stations of the Cross at 5.15 on Wednesday evening. On Thursday, we celebrate our Monday Thursday service. This is our most packed service where we fit in everything from the institution of communion to the stripping of the altar to foot washing. Uh, and we hope that you will join us for that. Uh, on Friday is our traditional seven last words service running from noon to three in the afternoon with meditations on each of the seven last words by some of the university chaplains and deans, as well as uh, Setting of the singing of the setting of Duraflay's Requiem by the Marsh Chapel Choir. On Holy Saturday, we hope that you will join us for the great vigil of Easter and the bearing of the word and the celebration of the festival Eucharist by our former Dean of Marsh Chapel, the Reverend Dr. Robert Cummings Neville. And then, of course, on Easter Sunday itself, we have three services here at Marsh Chapel, our sunrise service at 7.30 in the morning, and then our two festival services at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock here in the nave. We hope that you will join us for one or all. Also on Easter Sunday throughout the morning, we will be serving breakfast, and we hope you will join us for that festival meal. As the ushers wait upon us for our morning offering, we hope that you will meditate on the words from uh, George Friedrich Handel's setting of Behold the Lamb of God from his oratorio, Messiah. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
God of sacred days and holy weeks, we give you thanks in this hour, and we pledge to walk with you from triumph to trial to the last and final word of everlasting life. Receive these gifts, receive our lives in humble service. Amen. the whole realm of nature mine, that were an offering far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my life, my soul, my all. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be and abide with each one of us now and forevermore. Amen.